The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to build your brand and leverage the power of people's audiences through podcast guesting. Joining us is Jeremy Ryan Slate, who's the co-founder and CEO of Command Your Brand Media, which is a podcast publicity agency that gets thought leaders on top-rated podcasts. Jeremy has an extensive background as a writer, public speaker, and is also the host of Create Your Own Life podcast. Today, Jeremy's going to talk us through his agency's strategy for getting their customers onto top-tier podcasts. Here's our interview with Jeremy Ryan Slate, the CEO of Commander Brand Media. Jeremy, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be hanging out with you today. Always good to talk to a fellow podcaster. And in this case, you're not just a podcaster, but you're also somebody that gets people spots on podcasts. So you're just a well-rounded podcast guy. Yeah, man. I love what I do. I love getting to interview some amazing people on my show and then also really helping people build their brand on the right shows because I do think podcasting is honestly the biggest opportunity out there right now, especially in audio form. Talk to me a little bit about what you see in terms of the growth of the podcast industry and why are you investing so much time in this medium? It's kind of interesting because I feel like the podcast industry as a whole has kind of gone through these phases, right? There was this phase in like 2006, 2007, when it was first started where you could start a podcast and you could easily get everybody that was in existence in that space at the time to listen to you. But then the space has kind of grown up more and more and more and it's gotten crowded, crowded, crowded. And I want to say about maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, you were seeing a lot of people doing very, very similar things. And because of that, it was getting harder to get an audience. And what's actually happened now is we've kind of gone in the direction of the cream rising to the top where you can start a podcast, but you better be very sure about what you're talking about, who you're talking to, and how you're talking to them, or you're not really going to last. So we're kind of seeing this phase changing in the podcast space. And that's why having a podcast isn't right for everybody. It's not like the thing everybody should do. And that's why I love getting on podcasts because I feel like that's an opportunity that's open to everyone. And you don't have to worry about running a show week to week to week. 
Now, somebody like myself, I love running my show and it's a lot of what my brand is built off of. But we've also worked very hard in differentiating from other shows out there. So if you don't have a differentiating characteristic in starting a show now, I would honestly hold off in, in starting that podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I advise people to hold off on starting podcasts the way I think about it. And we've seen similar things with developing websites, right? Mm -hmm. The first people that were website developers were able to create sites that were incredibly popular. And then all of a sudden, everyone had a website and it was a necessary evil, but it was hard to gain traction. So you needed to focus on a marketing strategy. We saw the same thing happen in the App Store First movers for apps got tons of downloads, were able to build businesses off of that. And now it's almost table stakes when you're launching a technology business to have some sort of presence in the app store. And I feel like we're in the either awkward middle school years or the teenage years of podcasting where some people are a little bit more developed and you're really sort of starting to see them gain traction in the industry and have influence. And then other people are just kind of hitting their stride and still going through growing pains. I think at the end of the day, as a business, having a presence in podcasting will be as important as having a website or having an app in some industries. So it's very important to be able to get a hold of your audience and approach them in different mediums and be where they are. And I feel like people are shifting towards podcasting. But then again, I'm biased. I'm a podcaster. So maybe take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Just to add to that a little bit, like I guess the differentiation I should make a little bit is I think what happened is there were a lot of affiliate marketers starting podcasts and they could do pretty well with making money off of those podcasts. So a lot of people, the dream became starting a podcast and making a whole bunch of money off of it. And that's not exactly the purpose and how it works anymore because of just how the space is. So should you have a podcast to get your voice out there? Absolutely. But the way in which you use it, you know, you should always have a back-end business behind it that it promotes is most important in that way. I think in some cases, it's possible to get to the point where you're getting advertising revenue, but you have to be realistic about the effort you have to put in and the investment you're making and the audience size you need to actually get to that point. And we've talked a little bit about that on this show where you need tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of ears to be able to make a truly monetizable podcast. Talk to me a little bit about guesting. That's really what I consider to be your area of expertise why is guesting something that's effective for people that are looking to promote their brand? And how does it help podcasters in general? The really interesting thing about it is there's over 550,000 podcasts out there. So it's a huge opportunity right now. But then that also comes down to really, really finding the right ones. And because of there's so much of a market out there, you can really niche down like crazy, which you can't really do with a lot of other mediums. Like your podcast is directed just towards MarTech, which is really cool. And there's other podcasts directed towards, let's say, just an Amazon business or other different things. So what you can actually do is talk to the exact type of business or the exact type of person or whoever it may be that you need to talk to. So first and foremost, the ability to niche down is like no other. There's no other way to niche down like you can with a podcast. And the second thing is you're really able to take advantage of positioning. And for those people that don't know what positioning is, you're either compared to or against something people are already familiar with. But there's also positioning in the way of influencer marketing, meaning if you're seen talking and being interviewed by somebody that's quote unquote, an influencer in that industry, you start to borrow some of that credibility. So that's really cool as well. 
And then you're also taking advantage of already established audiences. Because I think one of the toughest things is going out there and building an audience from ground zero. Whereas we talked about finding that right niche. If you go out and find the right niche with an audience around it already and talk to that audience, you're going to start building your own audience that way. And that's what I think is really, really vital. And, and just to add one more thing to that, about 80% of all podcasts out there are audio only. And the cool thing about that is you're getting mindshare of people in a lot of different ways, places, and times that you wouldn't typically be able to. Because if it was a video, they have to sit and watch it and be super engaged. Whereas a lot of people are working at their computer, they're driving, they're doing all these different things, and they can hear you spend time with you and build a relationship with you that way. I just had a funny conversation with the person that runs my production team. And we were talking about whether we should launch episodes the week of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And my argument was, heck yeah, people are traveling. Like the medium that we're in, in podcasting, people are catching up and they're listening to audio. Now our content is professional content. Maybe people don't want to listen to work stuff. I'm using air quotes that people can't see <laughs> during the holidays. But I do think that when people are commuting, when they're traveling, when they're on the go, that's when they consume content through this medium. So time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Taking that a step further, talk to me a little bit about the process for podcast guesting. We said why it's important, how you could borrow some credibility from hosts and how you could reach new audiences. Talk to me about the dynamics of actually getting on other people's shows. To reiterate the point you just said, also, I've actually seen for myself some of our biggest download members on holidays, like you said, because people are commuting. So they listen to you a lot more. So it is funny that it is a great opportunity at that time as well. But then in terms of guesting, the biggest thing first and foremost is taking a look at what you already got out there. And you really have to have your website and your presentation of yourself in the right position, meaning your website needs to look professional, needs to have a media page. And it also really, really helps, believe it or not, if it's written in third person. Because if you are a media personality, you're going to have somebody representing you. So when your website is written that way, just that presentation overall really, really helps. So that's first and foremost. 
So I should start talking about myself by saying he. Exactly. If you look at my website, which is jeremyryanslate.com, if you check that out, it's all written in third person. And it's not because I think I'm like the coolest guy on the planet or anything like that. It's more or less because it's the perception of when you're talked about in third person, it means you're not the one running your own website. You have a team behind you, you have other things behind you in that way. And media would look at it that differently. So even just doing things like that changes the presentation, changes the perception. So first and foremost, if you're looking to start getting on media or getting on podcasts or anything like that, take a look at that. And the other thing is having a page on your site to have media stored. It may be like articles you're already on, it may be podcasts you're already on. And if you don't have any of those, the thing I like to tell people is find that small group that cares about you. I call this the small pond strategy and start promoting things to them. I got my small town to run newspaper articles about me when it first started. And a lot of those run online and we were able to start building up a media page that way. But you want to start getting some small pieces of media on a media page before you start reaching out to get some really cool type features. So that's kind of where you go from there. And once you have that together, you're going to start really deciding like, who do you need to hear you? And who is the most important person to hear you? And what you then do is look for the biggest podcasts that reach that market and make a spreadsheet of those. And then what you're actually going to do is in iTunes, you can take a look at listeners also subscribe to, and you can start looking at smaller shows that listeners of those shows also subscribe to and taking a look at number of reviews. It's going to be easier to get on a smaller show that has, let's say, less than 20 episodes and maybe less than 20 reviews because typically a lot of shows burn out by 20 episodes. So people in that range are going to be much easier to get on that type of show. And what you're going to do is gradually get on shows that have higher numbers of episodes, higher numbers of reviews, higher ratings in iTunes. And it's really just that sort of a game to try and get on bigger shows from there. So if I had to summarize what you're saying, first thing is you need to prepare your media kit. Make sure that how you're presenting yourself is in a way that somebody who is going to have you on their show will consider professional. And then the second part is figure out who your target list is. And you can use the Apple iTunes store looking at what your ideal podcast is and work your way backwards by looking at listeners listen to similar shows, postings on iTunes. There's also another great tool that make that process a little easier for you too called chartable.com. And that allows you to take a look at where podcasts are ranking, shows you similar shows to them. And it also shows you over time what the average ranking for that show is and how they change, which is interesting because Apple only ranks the top 200. Chartable is able to plug in Apple's API and actually give you, I believe, up to 400 in a category, which is pretty cool as well. So you're able to find some really strong shows that way too. Great. I was actually considering making a service that was going to record the Apple Top 200 for business podcasts and catalog it over time. And it looks like that's already been done. So there goes that idea. <laughs> it's a really cool service, though, because you can actually see a graph on how the ranking of that show has changed. It usually does over the last six months. So you can see, okay, this is a pretty strong show. or This is a show that's growing. So we want to jump on it now. When it gets bigger, I'll be able to use that name to get on bigger shows. I'm looking for my podcast as we speak. So while I'm looking for where the MarTech podcast currently lives, once you figure out who your target audience is, the shows that you're going to reach out to, what's the process for actually reaching out to them and getting on the show? It's interesting because one of the biggest things we teach clients is when you're going to be on a show, you want to break it down in the way of story, message, and call to action. Call to action being where you want people to go and what you want people to do your message being what you're going to teach, how you can help and assist that audience, and your story being your personal story. So what I actually find is when you're reaching out to people, you want to find a commonality, first of all, like why are you reaching out to the show? And 
don't call them the wrong name like I did when you said hello to me earlier. Sorry about that, Ben. <laughs> what you want to do is you want to say something that's a commonality or that's important to them. You know, I appreciate your show because of XYZ or I listened to this episode and it was great because. Tell them a little bit about your personal story. Tell them a little bit about your brand message and drop the call to action. Like you're not going to talk about that here and now because everybody understands that you have one. So you'll get to that later. And then mention some of the places you've already been featured. I was on XYZ podcast. It was great. This is why. And it's really that simple in putting it together in that way. And it's going to be a customized pitch for each individual show you're reaching out to. Do not send the same exact pitch to every show you're reaching out to because you're either not going to get through or you're going to get some responses that aren't very happy back. There was a PR agent that just reached out to me trying to book someone who wasn't really relevant for the MarTech podcast the other day. But one of the things that I thought they did a nice job was was recapping the purpose for my podcast. And they said something to the extent of, I really like your podcast because it gives small and medium-sized business owners the tips and tools they need to become successful in marketing. And by recapping the purpose of the podcast and the rationale for why I was creating the show, it made me feel like they were really paying attention. Yeah. And that's the thing is it needs to feel real and not something you're like, you probably get the same thing. I hate this the worst when I get a pitch that says, hey, Jeremy, I'm a big fan of your show and blah, 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 because you're not really like it needs to be real. It needs to be something that actually matches why you're sending it out, because otherwise it's fake and people can see right through that. So you really need to establish that commonality point, that thing you really appreciate about that, and then make that relevant to what you do. Don't just send everybody the same exact pitch. Doubling back to Chartable, I'm looking now and we're uh, number 81 in the US for business podcast and number 22 for management and marketing. So nice. I think this thing's actually pretty accurate. That seems to be where we've been for the podcast charts. I'm psyched. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. And if you go on there, it allows you to claim your page and you can get a email once a week where it tells you where your current ranking is. Love it. All right. You just saved me a bunch of time. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about how to do your outreach. Anything else that you need to do to get ready to be on a podcast or any advice you have for making sure that when you reach out to somebody, you're actually able to book a spot on their show? Honestly, that's really the best way to go about it. The other things I would say is like, have the right tech, have a good USB microphone. Like we have a lot of our clients use the Audio-Technica ATR 2100, which is a low end mic that sounds really good. Don't use earbuds. Don't use a lot of those things that don't sound good because you want to be presented professionally. You also want to respect that show because you want to make it something that they're going to enjoy spending their time with and the audience can actually understand you. So in that way, you really want to make sure you have the right tech as well. Good tip. Talk to me a little bit about the conversions and volume when you're reaching out to shows, when you're reaching out to a bunch of people to be on the show. What's the expectation for how many shows you're actually going to wind up on? Just give people a sense of what to expect and how many shows you think they can book in a given period of time. So when you don't have a lot of guest appearances, it's going to be higher volume in the beginning. That's why we're saying reach out to smaller shows with smaller numbers of episodes and smaller numbers of reviews, because number one, you're increasing your chances of actually getting featured. But number two, it is going to take more effort when you're not super well-known and you're not really established. Now, if you're somebody that's already seen as credible in your space, it's going to be a little bit of an easier job to do that. But as you get more features, as you get bigger shows, that number is going to go down in terms of the number you have to reach out to to actually get a placement. So let's say you want to get on 10 podcasts, you may initially have to reach out to 30. It may be something at that level. But since we're targeting smaller shows, it's not going to be really, really hard to do that. And then as you're building up, it's going to be a much easier experience because you have some features under your belt. You have a ability to present the right way under your belt. And that's really, really going to help. 
good news. We're ranked 252nd in Iceland for marketing and management podcasts. <laughs> Kidding aside, great advice. And I think the truth is this is about if you have credibility and you're an expert and you have something to say and a visible public profile, that's going to help you become a great guest and get more credibility with people that are hosting podcasts. So the more that you have your story aligned, the more you're able to show that you've done public speaking, the more likely you are to be successful driving podcasts. And maybe someday you can rank 293rd in Oman for business podcasts like the MarTech podcast. (laughs) This charitable thing is amazing. I'm learning so much on the fly. It's awesome, right? It's really a great tool. I'm really excited about it. And I think now that I'm totally distracted and looking at where we land, let's see, 95th in China in marketing and management. Here's a funny tip. In the country of India, anything that is marked as explicit is actually blocked from the entire country. So if you have any episodes marked as explicit, you will never be heard in India. Well, good to know that we don't swear at all on the MarTech podcasts, at least not intentionally. And (laughs) I think this is a place for us to land the plane on this episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Jeremy Ryan Slate from Command Your Brand Media for joining us. In part two of this episode, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Jeremy's going to tell us how he advises his clients to make the most out of their podcast guest appearances. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jeremy, you can click on the link to his bio in our show notes or go to his website, commandyourbrand.media. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Here's an example of a recent listener question that we'll be answering in an upcoming episode. Hi, Ben. So is marketing automation really worth the money and hassle when it comes to campaigns? I get the concept of nurture and drip tactics, but surely being agile is better than pre-canned campaigns all the time. What are your thoughts? Okay, of course, you can always reach out to us on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap on both LinkedIn and Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Jeremy Ryan Slate, we've got great episodes lined up over the next couple of weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.